there, this is Heather Campus, and welcome to After the Gold Rush, our podcast celebrating Nevada County culture and history. Thanks for stopping by. In today's episode, we'll meet the mystery rock stacker of Cement Hill. I also look forward to introducing you to Linda Toll, who is a teacher at the Nevada City School of the Arts. This is a school where children are exposed to professional-level music, dance, drama, and visual arts as part of their educational day-to-day. But first, a mystery artist on Cement Hill. Today, I'm driving through the winter sunshine on this pine-lined country road, winding my way along this mountain's ridge, heading home from the small town of Nevada City. This is a rural area, outside of city limits, and the further up the road I travel, the fewer the houses and the fewer the cars to share this road with. My eyes have been trained to sweep the forest edges of our route for grazing deer families or a lumbering mama brown bear and her cubs who might be moving too close to the lanes for car traffic. A few years ago, only mere yards from my own driveway, I was lucky enough to spy an impressive mountain lioness who crossed my path on a warm pre-dawn summer morning. But today, my heart is lifted by the cleverness of a mysterious artist whom I'm sure must live somewhere in these back roads. For lining my path and defying gravity for the better part of a mile are stacked gray round river rocks. At two to three feet tall, dozens of these impressive rock towers have seemingly appeared overnight, and atop every tenth stack or so lays some small decorative trinket that was affectionately placed by the artist. Sometimes it is a brightly painted rock, or a small bouquet of wildflowers, or a shoe, or a toy. And as I pull into our own driveway, I'm welcomed by the sight of our own inspired stack, offering us an amicable greeting. Our stack rests atop a freshly cut madrone stump and is roughly six round stones high with a ring of soft white pebbles. The stack is crowned by a small plastic black and white dairy cow with big goofball eyes staring us down. But within a few days, this stack and all the others along our road will just as mysteriously disappear. This is hardly the first or only creative rock offering that our neighborhood has been gifted. In fact, last spring, I had purchased a small wooden beehive and placed it in my patch of lavender and blackberry brambles that grow to the bend in Augustine Road. A few mornings later, it too was respectfully encircled by a ring of white pebbles with a heart-shaped stone the size of a fist placed atop the honeybee's new roof. We perceived this as an artist's act of flower gratitude, or at the least to signify an approval of bees. It lasted two weeks, and then it's clandestine removal. 
Some months later, in an attempt to coalesce, I decided to add to one of the mystery artist's creations by contributing some jade-colored dragon tears and a pale yellow silk peony that I had kicking around the bottom of my craft box. I added these to a random roadside stack. My contributions were cleared with the original rock's creation, possibly to be reused in someone else's driveway. This past Halloween, a dozen small tissue paper ghosts dangled for a mile down the middle line of Cement Hill. Just days before Christmas, small shiny gold and red ornaments were hung 25 feet into the branches of the giant pines that overhang the narrowing roads. My husband and I frequently attempt to ascertain the identity of these nocturnal art installations. His guess is that it is the friendly white-haired gentleman who mountain bikes up and down daisy blue mine roads. Gary substantiates this guess by pointing out that the man seems confident, fit, outgoing, and wears a headlamp on his bike helmet, allowing him the means to travel silently and quickly through the Nevada County night. We all have our guesses, but the alchemy and generosity in this art seems to remain in the not knowing. And every great once in a while, around 4 a.m. or so, I'm awakened by a headlamp bobbing along the road that wraps our property from east to west in a sharp hairpin turn. I have learned to find something reassuring in this vision, for there is an artist at work here, exercising their craft and tirelessly watching out for the ethos of our rural, sleepy neighborhood. We have a special visitor in the Augustine studio today. Linda Toll is a kindergarten teacher at the Nevada City School of the Arts. She also just happens to be my best friend. Linda moved to Nevada City with her husband, Lou Toll, in 1981. She and Lou both embody a life-exploring, entrepreneurial, warm, artistic essence that defines the Nevada County spirit. She was my first friend here in 1990 and has been my co-captain on many excellent sojourns in and out of Nevada County. Welcome, Linda Toll. Hi, Heather. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you're here. We've got such a long history together, and I'm I'm really excited that we're going to get the opportunity to explore a little bit about the culture and history of the Nevada City School of the Arts. That was one of the very first charter schools here in Nevada County, and my my own family and my kids really it really shaped their ability to move forward in their life and in the careers they've chosen and um, being lifelong learners of the arts. So um, I think it's a school that should be celebrated and talked about, and I'm looking forward to doing that with you here today. But first, I'd like to ask you a few questions about yourself. And my first would be, can you tell me a little bit about why you and Lou decided to make the move from Santa Barbara up to Nevada County? 
Um, well, back then in 1981, we had a new baby and we wanted to settle in and buy some property and we couldn't afford to stay in Santa Barbara any longer. So we were going to either go to Santa Fe, New Mexico, or we heard Nevada County had a lot of artists yeah. happening. And so we came here first and fell in love with the Yuba River and the people yeah. and we instantly uh, went and bought a place up on Banner Mountain. You found your people here for sure. Yep. So, okay, what, um, tell us about, I know, tell me more about your first job and some of your first friends in the area. When we first got up here, we didn't know anyone. So um, we, as we explored the town, uh, it was winter and we went into the um, Miner's Foundry, which back then was called the American Victorian Museum. Mm, And there was game night and uh, soup and a lot of friendly people and I thought I want to work here and so I did I got a job uh, working with David Osborne and Charles Wood and Uh, I was cooking on Sunday brunches and having a lot of fun those guys were quite characters from what I've heard yep yeah (laughs) all right um so then you worked as a waitress for a while and then you decided that you wanted to venture into education and that's actually where you and I met we were both going to school to become teachers and then once we both got out of the program, you got hired at the Nevada City School of the Arts. And I know that is a school that has a stellar reputation in the area, a long waiting list to get your kids in there. It's a school that um, has children from four years old all the way up to eighth grade, correct? Yes, we have about 400 students, TK through eighth grade. Yeah. It's a fun place to work. I'm feeling very fortunate that that's where I I landed. For sure, yeah. And the boy, it's just a beautiful campus too. It's sort of tucked back, um, back between sort of Nevada City and Grass Valley, out in the uh, kind of in the country a little bit, right? How much acreage is the school on? Um, Well, we were fortunate last year to buy the property. It's a couple of hundred acres. and um, it's got a pond and nature trails. It's, it's very and, beautiful. It used to be the Grass Valley group years ago. Yeah. And I know that you guys, you, some of your philosophy, which you can talk more about, but you you really utilize the arts in all of your daily education. But then there is a huge component that brings in the environment, the study of the environment as well. Correct. Um, right. We've been working on that as well. Um, we're not looking to create artists at our school. We just want to teach through art. Right. So they don't have to come out of our school being artists. We just um, nurture and um, develop. The You know what I, I think is so interesting, and I see this in my own kids too, is the the understanding that it's okay to take that creative risk. Being able to find some some part of yourself that has the confidence to take the risk. And I just, I, I remember when my kids, especially when they got to be in the junior high level, they, you know, I would, we'd be around other families whose children were not involved with the School of the Arts and they weren't as open as I think the students that we had at the School of the Arts. And maybe you could speak to that too, a little bit about how when you open a child's heart through art and their confidence is built through that experience, it makes them more willing to take the risks of creating and exploring who they are as a person and developing that. 
Well, I've been there quite a while now, and it's always interesting to watch students leave my kindergarten class. And years later, I'm, I'm watching them up on stage performing. And these are kids that might have been super shy. Right. And they do. They come out of their shell. And yeah. they are now, they're in bands, and they're singing and dancing. Yeah. And I'm always amazed to go to their shows. Well, and there's several that went on to, like, you know, Berkeley School of Music and have have flourishing careers in the arts too even though like you say you're not looking for kids to come out as artists it It just happens it happens for sure what do you think um nevada city school of the arts impact is on nevada county and the future of our arts community here well i'm sure that um, students leave feeling that they're more confident in playing maybe an instrument or dancing a lot of them go to the nu dance program yeah nevada union high school that yeah they graduate sure. and so they end up i see students that are in local shows and yeah starting to perform what sort of arts do the kids get exposed to at nevada city school of the arts every year it's different but we've had we've had a variety of different artists that come in to teach mm-hmm. um, and after school programs we also have resident artists at our school but the the and these these are all people in the community, right? That come we in. hire people yeah. in the community. We've done you know hip hop and taiko drumming and ballet and um, and what sort of visual arts do you guys have? We've had like ceramics and um, they've done like stop and um, what do you call that? Stop animation through the like computer programming. Yeah, we've had that. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. And um, illustration. I remember my kids just having portfolios filled with the beautiful pastels and watercolors of the environment out there. It's just, it was amazing. Amazing that these young kids get that exposure in that program. So it's really, it just depends on on who who comes and, mm-hmm. and wants to teach classes. We've got right. photography. It just keeps changing. Right. Every year is different. It's very cool. So if parents were interested in wanting to enroll their child at Nevada City School of the Arts, how would they go about getting themselves on the wait list or contacting well, every year we have a lottery. And that's mm-hmm. how kids get in. Right. And so they have to come to a, a meeting ahead of time. That's usually in the spring, right? Mm-hmm. So probably in the near future, yeah, you'll be having that meeting. We're gearing up for the lottery. Is so. there a website that they can go to to get information? Um, you can just Google Nevada, Nevada City, City School, School of the Arts, Arts and yeah. get there. Yeah. Yep. And they can look into whether or not they want to apply or get more information on the school. Right. So cool. All right. Well, listen, moving on, I have a couple of fun questions for you. What is your favorite thing to do in Nevada County on a late winter Saturday night? Hmm. Well, besides staying home with my my hubby and my dog <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the fire, drinking tea, yeah. um, it's fun to go out. Um, I, I love going to the Onyx Theater. I love to stop yeah. in at the Three Forks and, and have some, some handmade beer and hand-tossed pizzas (laughs) (laughs) last night when we were there like last night do you remember i took home a container in my purse do you remember yes and it was an almond tort with like actual orange segments that had been dried and put on top really super thinly sliced it was so good i had that in bed last night from three forks shout out to three forks (laughs) all right um Oh, I know. What is one adventure that you and I have had in this community that you feel like you're comfortable with sharing today? Huh. Well, 
you and I have quite the past um, uh-huh. as as artist runners for the Nevada, uh, the Grass Valley Center, Center for, for the, the arts. arts. Yeah. So we've seen seen lots of characters coming through. So Linda and I both work at have worked at the um, Grass Valley Center for the Arts, which is a was has been will be a very vibrant sort of arts mantelpiece of our community. And we spent 12 years there as artist runners, which meant that whenever there were artists that came into our community, Linda and I were the ones invited to go and pick them up at the airport and you know, make sure that they were comfortable prior to the show um, and after the show. And some of the artists that we worked with were Willie Nelson, Joan Baez, Joan Baez, Lily Tomlin. Yeah, there's lots of great people. There's so many I can't even like remember them all. The one that stands out in my mind though is uh, Bill Cosby. Oh my god! <laughs> so Linda and I worked with Bill Cosby, and I want to say it was literally weeks before. The allegations were made against him. I mean, there had been rumors, but it was, we saw him, and I think that might have been one of his last live performances. Don't you think? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because it was like literally months later, we were still reeling from our experiences with him when it was, it was breaking news that he was being, um, was he arrested or indicted? I can't remember. So, okay. What do you want to share about that? Well, I was excited to meet him. I thought, it, oh, I'm a kindergarten teacher. We're gonna, he's gonna hit, we're gonna hit it off, and that's not what happened. No, it was he was rough. He was a rough, rough guy. He was an interesting. You know what? I, my first thought on him was that he was definitely a hurting person. He he definitely had some anger and just like not. He was not a happy dude at all, and was interested in like exercising that on us for some reason. So that's a memory that definitely stands out. <laughs> We're not going to go. We don't have we don't have a non-disclosure agreement. We can share. Is there anything specific you want to talk about with that or Oh, actually probably not. No. It's probably not a All good right. idea. <laughs> okay. It's just a long long night. Yeah, it was a long night. Well, Linda, is there anything else you'd like? Oh, I know. How about this? If you had one wish for the future of our community, what would it be? Um, I would love to see the arts continue like it has been and Yeah. Um I would like to see families be able to come into our town and find housing. And yeah. I would love it if uh, PG&E figures it out what to do about um, safety for fires. And Yeah, PG&E is the electrical company that has their power lines above ground and through our trees and forests here in Nevada County. And that's becoming quite an issue for us. So I hear you there, sister. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. I appreciate your time. I know that you're a busy lady. so Thanks, Heather. Thanks for inviting me on your podcast. You're welcome. And hopefully we'll see you back here at After the Gold Rush maybe a few more times. Sure. Yeah. In the future, we can talk more about fun stuff. Yes. All right. Let's do that. Well, thank you so much, Linda. Okay. If you would like more information about Nevada City School of the Arts, which is a tuition-free charter school located on Bitney Springs Road in Nevada County. You can reach them at ncsota.org. Thank you for joining us today as we got to know a little bit more about Nevada County and how we celebrate the arts. 
And if you haven't already, could you please like and follow us at Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also follow us on Instagram at After the Gold Rush Podcast, where I will be posting pictures from our interviews and other Nevada County adventures. If you have any questions about today's episode or would be interested in being a part of a future interview, please contact me at heathercampus at gmail.com. Join us next time for more stories from After the Gold Rush. Until then, I'd like to leave you with a refrain from one of my favorite poems by Arthur O'Shaughnessy. We are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams, wandering by lone sea breakers and sitting by desolate streams, world losers and world forsakers on whom the pale moon gleams. Yes, we are the movers and shakers for the world forever it seems. Peace out.